The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 246. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Last week in episode number 245, I shared a simple, tactical way to skyrocket the quality of your thinking, mindset, and problem solving by changing the questions you ask yourself. Today, I'm talking about the framework and mindset of taking 100% responsibility, including the psychology inside what makes it so powerful. Of course, you'll also get some tangible, tactical takeaways to reap the benefits without falling into the pitfalls. So let's dive in. You're late again. And within 30 seconds, you're spewing out a long-winded explanation for what held you up. It's such an ingrained habit. The words come tumbling out of your mouth without even thinking, just like a reflex. Without realizing it, you do this all the time. Every time you don't meet your expectations or someone else's, your commitment to yourself or to someone else, your promise to yourself or to someone else. Explaining why and how it happened and what got in the way is just what you do now. And I'll be honest, I am not immune. I do the very same thing. In fact, this very episode has been waiting and I'm recording it last minute. I've already mentally given my reasons to myself, to my editor, to my wife. My public call out isn't just an apology to my editor. It's an admission of my humanity. I do this too. When I'm late or fail to live up to my commitments, explaining and giving a reason smooths out the awkwardness. It feels like a soothing balm when you give a reason that you didn't perform or accomplish what you set out to, what you agreed or committed to. It relieves the discomfort, especially when the other person accepts it. Hopefully they do that gracefully, but will take it even if they do it with some resistance or even resentment. It still lets us off the hook to some degree. Which is exactly why we do it, pointing a finger at some external cause or reason, saying it out loud, being told it's all right. It gives us relief, soothing, and it releases us from being responsible. Excuses, excuses, they say. We love to give them, but we hate to hear them. Because when someone else is late 
or fails to live up to a promise or a commitment, when they give you an excuse, you and I were all often silently judging them in our mind. We ask ourselves, couldn't they have just left a few minutes earlier, started a little bit sooner, or planned for at least a little delay? More often than not, this is the responsibility cat and mouse game that we play. It plays out in our relationships, friendships, family, marriage, business, work, you name it. It can show up anywhere, and it often shows up all over. Really, though, there's something deeper going on, something more personal. Because whenever you point a finger outward to external circumstances or someone else, you've got three times as many fingers pointing back in your direction. Try it right now. Point at something outward. See and feel your fingers, three of them pointing right back at you. So let's talk about taking full responsibility and why it matters. Sure, it matters for reasons of integrity, accountability, morality, but more than that, shouldering 100% responsibility matters for reasons that actually improve the quality of your thinking, decision-making, and ultimately what you get in business relationships and life. The concept of taking full responsibility or accountability for not just your own actions, but for the outcomes in your life is not new. In fact, when I was going and doing research, the earlier references that I found for this idea comes from a book published back in 1996. At this point, that's over 25 years ago, by Nathaniel Brandon, named Taking Responsibility. The title's a little on the nose, but the idea really has teeth. And it shows up over and over again, all over the place. From the works and talks of Tal Ben-Shahar, to Jack Canfield's The Success Principles, to Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect, it shows up over and over and over again. So let's get into why it keeps showing up, the psychology inside taking responsibility and using a deeper understanding to help you leverage it. Here's exactly what happens in your mind when you assign blame, explain away a result, or make an excuse. Actually, we're going to need to rewind and back up a little bit to just before the blaming, explaining, or excusing is happening. Because you made a commitment to yourself or someone else, and it didn't go the way you or they wanted it to. And that creates a gap in your mind between what you envisioned you would do or how you would do it or what would happen and where you find yourself right now. It's not unlike the kind of gap that opens up in your brain when you realize there's something important you want or need to know, but you don't know it yet. That curiosity gap, as it's called. Except this gap isn't filled with a desire or longing to fill the void with information. The gap between what you envisioned and committed to doing and having happen and what actually occurred is filled with discomfort, disquiet, disruption. You're not living up to social convention, your commitment to someone. Your actions have an impact on them. You're not living up to your values and you might get judged for it. There are words for all of those experiences and feelings, embarrassment, guilt, and shame in that order. And the trifecta of those three can be tough, scary emotions for a lot of people because they can show up big and they can hammer hard on our sense of self. 
In fact, shame in particular gets a lot of flack for creating big problems. But shame isn't the actual culprit. Neither is guilt or embarrassment. But more on that later. One of the common ways to resolve and absolve ourselves of the really uncomfortable feelings that embarrassment, guilt, and shame bring to bear is to shield ourselves from them, often by producing a reason, assigning blame somewhere else, generating an excuse. In other words, to lay responsibility at the feet of something outside of our control, hiding ourselves from the consequences of our actions and their impact on others, even when external forces are at play. Placing responsibility outside yourself puts a shield between the hammer and you, allowing you to bear the hit without taking too big a bruise and a punch to your ego, to your sense of self, to your identity. And when you keep that shield handy and you pull it out over and over again, it's a relief to have a defense because the saying so often goes, it's not your fault. But it has one very serious side effect. It prevents you from actually making change. And I'm going to slow down and repeat that because it is so important. When we lay responsibility for an outcome outside of ourselves, it prevents us from making change and especially from doing better and ensuring that outcome or a greater likelihood of that outcome in the future. So we're going to peel back the curtain and talk about the mechanism, how that happens. Because the gap of discomfort, disquiet, and disruption for not living up to your commitment gets patched over with explanations. And like the curiosity gap, it then closes the book on having to do anything different next time. Because you tell yourself, next time won't be the same way. It's external factors. It was just this time, or just this situation, or just as a result of something else outside of you. It actually changes how your brain remembers and processes what happened and your role in it. In other words, explaining why you didn't live up to your commitment as a result of some external factor can undermine the psychological, biological, neurological processes in our brains that are trying to help us adapt and change and make things better next time. And I'm going to share a little secret with you. When you attribute your results to external circumstances, you are viewing yourself as having less agency, lower influence, and a limited ability to accomplish your goals with your own efforts. It's remarkably disempowering. Think of it this way. When a kid makes an excuse for not doing their homework, they blame the dog for eating it, and they get away with it, they walk away with relief, and they don't need to fix the underlying root cause, which makes it more likely to happen again. And the next time, they just think they need to come up with an excuse again instead of figuring out how it happened the first time and the second time, and then work towards making sure it won't happen again. 
it's like a tire that had a puncture and then it got patched up. The explanations, excuses, and blame may keep you going for now, but doing that over and over again will leave you with a very weak tire that can break at any moment. And that's what happens to our sense of self, our identity, and how we view our ability to overcome challenges, adversity, and still accomplish our goals and our dreams and live up to our commitments. We become that weak tire. And the reverse also holds weight. When you take 100% responsibility, the way you think about the situation changes. You focus on the role you played and how your decisions and actions affected the outcome. Now your brain is working through figuring out all the factors you considered and the ones you didn't that got in your way. You start to imagine what you could have done differently, which leads you to try and figure out what you can do better in the future if something like that occurs again or the unexpected pops up again. And here's the truth. Nobody has 100% control over the results they achieve. There are so often aspects of a situation that are very much out of our control. But when we focus on those, we absolve ourselves. We soothe the disquiet and the disruption. We flush discomfort down the drain. But along with it goes something very important. Emotions like embarrassment, guilt, and shame have deeply important jobs. And I wanted to make sure to come back to this because they tell us when something we're doing is unacceptable, negatively affects others, or fails to live up to the standards we and others have for us. When we get rid of or soothe them without taking action, By focusing on external reasons for failure, we actually undermine their purpose. It prevents our brain from remembering, working through those variables that got in our way, and considering how we can make improvements to ensure greater success for ourselves and others in the future, how to live up to who we want to be, how to make sure that the actions we take are helpful and not harmful to others how to make sure that we are living up to the expectations, the conventions, the commitments that we are making. And now you are aware. Welcome to the matrix. And here's a practice that's going to help you tactically start making that shift today. When you notice your brain producing reasons that are out of your hands, external factors like traffic, an unexpected obstacle, an emergency popping up, Take a breath and pause. Stop yourself. Remind yourself that while life flings all kinds of surprises your way, living up to a commitment, a promise, or an agreement is squarely on your shoulders. Pointing a finger at someone or something else doesn't change that three fingers are still pointing back at you. All it does is shield you from the discomfort, the disquiet, the disruption that tells you there's a gap between how you envision yourself and what happened. Remind yourself and ground yourself in the recognition that your commitment still stands. Don't just put a patch on it and go on like nothing needs to be addressed because that will prevent you from considering your role and working on doing it better. Give your embarrassment, guilt, or shame an opportunity to show you something important. 
Let them walk you back and ask you an uncomfortable but ultimately empowering question. What could I have done better? Now, I know one of the pitfalls when some people ask this question is that they buckle in on themselves and they just blame themselves for their past. And in that way, they just keep hammering on their sense of self, their identity, and it doesn't help them. And so it's really important to keep in mind and understand that your embarrassment, guilt, or shame is not just there to hammer you into the ground. It's there to show you something important to give you a lesson, to get you to think about how you could have done better so that ultimately you can take that lesson forward and work towards doing better, being better. Total responsibility is all about asking that question. What could I have done better to inform how you can do better in the future? And it's so important to stay standing in your commitment as you consistently and persistently work on doing better, being better, and making it happen no matter what life throws in your way. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.